Hey friend, do you have ADHD? Maybe, maybe not. It really doesn't matter because either way, you're so welcome here. Whether it's you or someone you live with that has the squirrely brain, I'm here to help. On this show, we'll be sharing perspective shifts and hacks and systems and routines that all work for people of all ages with neurodivergent brains. I spent the last almost decade working with students as a special education teacher and navigating my own ADHD. Whether you want someone to hold space for you or you want the tactical, tangible strategies, you're in the right place. I'm going to help you learn to let it be easy, work with your unique strengths, and move from scattered to simplified. And we're doing it all with positive perspective, self-compassion, and a whole lot of God's grace. Let's do this. What's up, you beautiful human? Today, we are going to be talking about some symptoms of ADHD, some of the unofficial things that come up. We're going to talk about some strengths. It's just like overall a very um, all-encompassing conversation about what it's like to be a woman with ADHD and some tips for coping. Um, I am going off of this article that I read um, on thecounselingpalette.com. I'll link it. It's by Jenny Lynette. She is a licensed clinical social worker. Um, and the original one was put out in 2021, but she updated it in March. And she has tons of resources here. I haven't actually used any of her resources specifically, but you all know that I like to get articles and then talk about them. Um, because I don't know about you, but I don't really sit around reading articles all the time. I'm much more likely to learn from a podcast. And so I like to take that information that maybe you wouldn't be seeing and bring it to you here. I also like podcasts more because it just feels more relatable. You're hearing it from someone else's point of view. You get little stories along the way, which makes it more entertaining because honestly, this article is like jam-packed with tons of great information, but it was hard to get through all of it. It's also like nighttime and I'm getting tired now. So that's part of it too. But anyway, I'm just going to go through it. Um, I'm going to talk like some of the things I'll read word for word when she like has like symptoms and stuff, but the other stuff, um, I'm just going to kind of throw in some of my own things. So first let's get into the everyday signs. Also, wait, before we get into all this, the reason I like sharing this stuff is because sometimes it can feel really lonely having these kinds of challenges, especially when the people around you just don't get it. And so I like sharing this because it makes people feel seen and heard and understood and known and just less alone in the whole situation. So that's the whole reason why I share all these episodes about symptoms and unofficial signs and like stories about why I should have known sooner, things like that, because I know that it makes you guys feel seen and understood. Also, you guys freaking love these episodes. They always have so many downloads and you listen all the way through. <laughs> so if you are telling me that you like something, I'm going to keep bringing that to you. All right, so let's get into it. So everyday signs, these ones I'm reading them and I'm like, yep, 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 yep. Okay. Frequently losing physical items like phones, keys, paperwork, often running late, forgetting or overlooking important items despite consequences, becoming frustrated and down on yourself due to messiness or falling behind. Oh, that one hit me so hard. And we talk about that, um, like later in the end, we talk about like expectations on women and stuff like that. I'm sorry if you can hear fireworks in the background. I'm sure you could hear that when I pause. It's <laughs> July 3rd and you know, people are just having a real good, a real good time. Okay. Um, 
So yeah, being being frustrated and down on yourself due to messiness or falling behind, like that is me 100%. Um, tending to have negative thoughts overall about yourself and your capabilities, tending to have depression, anxiety, or other mental health challenges, pushing projects off until the last minute, and then marathoning to get it done. And I love that she used the word marathoning instead of just saying like, and then getting it done or like then having to hyper-focus again, like marathoning is the perfect word. That's exactly what I do. I like a marathon. I don't like to just go to one tiny sprint. All right, moving on. So obviously these can make life a little bit tricky. There's lots of things going on that we have to, we have to do like in order to just function. Um, she also has a few more on here talking about feeling overwhelmed by housework and daily chores. Like, yep, yep, yep. Often losing, um, important items like we already talked about, feeling restless and even physical pain when having to sit and focus for too long. Yes. Dreading and avoiding tedious tasks while hyper-focusing on others. Mm-hmm. Thoughts frequently wandering from one idea and task to another. Yup. Oh yeah. All right. So how common is it? Well, all the data is outdated. <laughs> um, some of it shows that it affects at least 4% of adults. But like, let's be honest, the number of children that it apparently affects right now is like way higher than that. And I know we're not all growing out of ADHD, so it, that just, it doesn't line up. Okay, moving on. Symptoms specific to women. So here's the thing. Um, the DSM, like it's not really written for women, just like everything else, you know, it's, not written based on how things look for us. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes, but we have gone through the DSM-5 criteria before, so I'm not going to go over all of that here, but they go through the inattentive type and the hyperactive type and then impulsivity. Um, and there's other criteria too, which symptoms began before age 12. Symptoms must be present in at least two settings. Symptoms must interfere with everyday life. And then other conditions that could be overlapping have to be outruled. Um, and I think a lot of times women don't notice that they have ADHD when they're kids because we typically aren't the hyperactive kid who can't stay in their seat, who can't well, most of us can't stop talking. Um, <laughs> but like we're usually not causing a disruption. A lot of times it manifests differently for us. Um, so then women find out later on because of that. And later in her article, she talks about the manifestations. And one, I'm like, this one is so accurate. Like when I read this one, this is like, I was like, I have to, we got to make a podcast episode. So women are, are diagnosed in the same way as men, based on the criteria outlined in the DSM-5, right? However, symptoms may manifest differently or impact them differently. For example, women may feel supermom pressure, believing everyone else is more together or responsible. This, along with low self-esteem formed in childhood, may contribute to depression and or feelings of hopelessness. Which is like, how true is that for so many moms who have ADHD? Like, we just look around and we think everyone else has it together and we're just the only hot messes, but that's usually not true. And then also on top of that, because we've gone through all of this for so long, our self-esteem isn't really the highest. And so then we end up with 
these more depressive symptoms, which is why so many women don't get an ADHD diagnosis. They end up with a depression diagnosis or an anxiety diagnosis or bipolar or whatever. And then eventually later down the line, that ADHD diagnosis may or may not come. Um, Other reasons why it comes up later in life um, is because we, the different responsibilities that we end up taking on, you know, like when you're a kid and you don't have all these responsibilities, it's one thing when you're in college, that's usually where people kind of start to fall apart a little bit. If they did have undiagnosed ADHD and like, you're not really doing as well in school as you were in high school and grade school. And you, um, you know, you're just, you're probably a hot mess. Okay. You're probably self-medicating with alcohol and who knows what else. And having relations that are not healthy and all kinds of other stuff. Um, but we still don't have that same level of responsibility like we do when we get into the workforce and we have motherhood and we have a spouse and we have our own home and all of these things. And so I think for a lot of times women are really, really good at just buckling through, buckling through. That is not a phrase at all. (laughs) But women are really good at just like pushing through and getting it done. And then we hit a point where all of those demands are just too much for us to keep accommodating ourselves in the same ways. But since we haven't learned any new skills because we don't have that diagnosis giving us guidance of like, hey, this might be helpful for you, then we just fall apart. So that's why I think a lot of women don't notice that they have ADHD until after they have kids because the level of demand that is coming to you on a daily basis changes so much. Also, on top of that, women are usually the ones taking on the bulk of the household organizing, coordinating kids' schedules, and that's obviously a lot for anybody, but if you also have ADHD, like, that's even more. And then, usually, if you have ADHD, you usually have children who have ADHD. Your spouse might have it too, and so, like, your entire house just feels like chaos because everyone is a squirrel just running around. (laughs) Then, when you think about all of the duties that we have at home because again in most this isn't true for everyone but in most situations women are in charge of more of those things at home and boring boring tasks are usually the ones that you know you have to do every day like laundry and dishes and it's really freaking hard to do those things and then at work there can be you know whatever reasons you know you might think that you're disorganized Um, or you might be so bored during meetings or distracted. And so then you're falling apart or you're not paying attention to those details that you need to be paying attention to. So then you feel like you're failing. Um, and then as women, we have our cycles that also might possibly, apparently the research says might possibly, I haven't looked into any updated research recently, but let's be honest, our hormones affect the way that our brain functions. It affects everything about our body everything, even the way you look, like unless you're on hormonal birth control, but like if you're just naturally cycling, the way you look during ovulation versus menstruation is different. And it's crazy because once you start paying attention to your cycle, you will see it. And I promise you, your spouse is going to recognize it too. Um, But if it affects everything at that level, why wouldn't it affect our ADHD? Like, of course it's going to. It, it doesn't make sense that it wouldn't. And so we also have that on top of it. Whereas men are the same every single day. They're on a 24-hour cycle. 
they have their highest level of testosterone first thing in the morning. They wake up, they're ready to go. They go through all throughout their day. And by the end of the night is when things are winding down for them. And then they go to bed, everything resets again overnight. So of course that's going to impact what ADHD looks like in women. It just, it wouldn't make sense not to. And then we also tend to focus on other people. We prioritize other people. We're prioritizing our kids, our spouse, our friends, everything else. A lot of us really struggle to say no. And sometimes that's because of people pleasing tendencies. Sometimes it's because we just aren't paying attention to our calendar. And then we look at the calendar and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm doing something every single day this week. Why? <laughs> and so then self-care goes out the window and then you end up feeling burnt out and stressed out. And so it's just like, so much. I can't wait to keep seeing all of the research and things that come out about women and how we experience ADHD because it's coming. It's coming. Okay. Um, there are also like some non-official, um, things in here. And so I want to run through those also, because I know that these are ones that are going to resonate with you because they definitely resonated with me constantly running late no matter how hard they try to be on time feeling caught up with housework and feeling embarrassed or fearful about people stopping by feeling mostly successful at work but occasionally getting reprimanded or living in fear for not completing tedious tasks like paperwork or responding to messages feeling overwhelmed trying to keep up with their child's school expectations such as sending supplies or snacks or taking them to extra events Constantly losing things and spending good portions of their time looking for important documents, car keys, or phones. Hyperfocus for hours or even days on things they find interesting, even while they can't get other basic tasks completed. <laughs> Guilty. Um, and then remembering challenges in school, such as being the kid who lost entire notebooks and had papers spilling out of their desks. Now, while all of that might be difficult, there are definitely strengths. And I talk about one of them all the time, which is our ability to problem solve and generate ideas that other people can't. And she mentions in here that like when we go into focus mode, we hyper focus mode, we can become experts on topics that other people don't even quite comprehend. Like it's not even that they don't know about the thing, but even if they know about the thing, like our understanding is at a whole other level because that hyper focus has taken us so deep in that direction. And then also like when we're at our best, we see all the possibilities of the future are really hopeful and optimistic and we're fun. And so, yeah, those are just a couple of strengths that she has in here. And then she has some coping skills in here, which I think, uh, would be helpful. I'm just going to go through them super fast though. And so, um, one is letting go of perfection, which we talk about here very regularly. The other one is simplify, which we also talk about here regularly. Um, she talks about simplifying like your calendar and the things that you volunteer for. I agree with all that, but I also want, oh, nope. She says it too. Simplify your space, get rid of things that you don't need declutter, like just make everything so simple. Take those extra decisions out of your way. You don't need them. Um, okay. She also has prioritized changes, research medications, try CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, which is super helpful. And we actually talk about this a lot here too. And I didn't realize exactly that that's what I was doing. Um, I think that was just, you know, 
after you've been in therapy enough times, then like the therapy talk comes through you sometimes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we definitely have some episodes talking about that, but if you want to read more about any of that, I'm linking her whole article. It's really good. Um, it does, it does tell you at the beginning that like it's estimated to only be like a 10 minute read, which I would agree with because even me recording this podcast and like talking with the intro and then talking about some of the different areas, um, and sharing little stories. We're only at the 15 minute mark. So I definitely think it's worth the read. And she links a ton of resources, which again, I have not used any of them or clicked any of those links yet. So I don't really know how amazing they are, but considering how good the article was, they're probably worth a shot. I'm probably going to go explore them this week, but not tonight. Cause I'm ready to write you guys an email and get ready for bed, which segs me, segs, segs me, <laughs> segues me straight into our outro um there is a link if you want to join the email list there is links for podcast playlists i created for you they're on spotify because apple doesn't have that option as far as i'm aware of anyway um and so they are on spotify and i have three one is for self-care one is for your physical space and then one is for like systems and routines and um you know every few weeks i'll go in and like update the new ones and add them in there so if you want to to be part of any of that you're welcome to click any of those links and if you're interested in doing some one-on-one coaching we can talk about that you can send me an email which is also there so I love you. I'll see you in the next episode. And I hope that this was relatable and um, entertaining. (laughs) Hopefully it made you laugh or smile in at least a few places when you're like, oh my gosh, yes, this is so me. Because it made me laugh a little bit. Okay, bye.